I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. <laughs> this is the Munages, a show where we imitate Rogue's accent in every single X-Men adaptation that's ever existed. Or I'm just going to do the whole episode like this, sugar. Are you ready for that? I'm I don't know so if I can. ready. Oh, shit. I already fucked it up. <laughs> Back when we were young, we experienced a change. sound like blanche oh my God. this is too hard yeah, I, I can't do this you know i that's not a bad thing no. i always have made that comparison of the golden girls i that think everybody blanche. does blanche really embodies the spirit of rogue and i feel like it's a certain like trope, older rogue like the yeah. sexy southern belle like i feel like blanche rogue i can't think of another example oh scarlet o'hara of course how could i forget oh a blanche isn't quite as quick on the uptake as rogue is though blanche needs time to adjust to like everything i mean that's true but she's snarky still like she can she like is. keep up with the jokes along with the other girls like she's not dorothy but she's still oh, no, like, she's not dumb funny. i'm saying like in terms i mean like having to deal with like any political issue she always comes oh, around and takes like a liberal kind of side on the uptake yeah, yeah that's the other yeah she's, she, she always starts off conservative and then like and the then other the three other convince people, her yeah. to go the other way and it's it's and a, she it's comes actually, around it's cute i like her arcs usually because it's usually somebody's conservative becoming not that or like uh, but i feel reconciling like her with, other like because she's so not conservative in her love life welcome to our golden girls podcast why are we talking about this actually okay but that's a fair point though is that she's she herself she's isn't that conservative she's just from a conservative background but because like her she family has to is. push back against that in not being a prude i feel like she's more capable of fitting in with like her more progressive friends like that's like why her yeah, she's exactly. an interesting character and they have to get over their prudeness in hanging out with blanche right so so that's anyway why golden girls is a great show and that's why we're watching it can you imagine if we just start doing a golden girls show after x-men people would not be surprised i don't think if we just pivoted to that i mean it's gonna be like the natural evolution you know how from insomnia we will morning. be like 67 years old and we'll still be doing the mutant ages but like weirdly yeah, okay. it'll be no, a golden girls say, that's when we start doing golden girls and we'll be 67 being like wow they were hotter than us at 67 yeah i don't know well they also weren't all 67 when they filmed that show they were like completely random other ages the actors were that's true okay so welcome this, to this is a show about x-men evolution which is all the x-men except they're in high school that's right and we have a lot we've had a lot of questions about this we because did. professor xavier has this school where he i don't know trains the mutants and offers a safe haven to mutant queer kids right, but and it's that's not his whole actually deal. a school it's more like a boarding house for mutants slash queer kids for you for know, child soldiers the child soldiers that he's going to eventually turn into the x-men but he's giving them uniforms and he's training them in the danger room with machine guns yeah. and they're all and, like, 14 other to crazy 16 shit. years old like yes yeah. 
nuts. So Xavier is kidnapping children and doing that and convincing their parents that's okay. But also, so is but Mystique, so is Mystique who is the principal of, of this, this high school, school the local high that school. he sends them to. And this entire time, yeah, Maddie and I have, have had like, so why? many questions about this. Like, basically, it was like three episodes that Maddie was like, why? Wait, why is Xavier <laughs> sending them to Mystique's school? Yes. And I was like, that's a great question. And we've had all these theories where people talked about money and funding. Yeah, and, and like maybe Xavier's brainwashing people. And like, does Xavier know? Does Mystique know? But like, we weren't sure because Logan knew Mystique. And we're like, okay, so who fucking knows? Like, Mystique clearly knows about Xavier. Yes. But like, we're like, does Xavier know that he's sending his school, his kids into his school full of these, this woman who is trying to abduct children yes and like <laughs> and basically into- both mystique and xavier are vying for power by converting these various teenagers to their side and it's like this chess game that the two of them are playing seemingly well mostly unbeknownst to all the kids but anyway the point is all of this is finally fucking revealed in the episode we watched today. I didn't think that was going to happen. Me either. I honestly did not we remember We didn't remember any this. this. We didn't know this happened because we've been questioning it this whole time. And I don't think okay, our so readers, also, I don't think our listeners knew either because none of them are readers. Are readers. <laughs> I don't think any of them pointed this out no. to us. Like, none, no one remembered that this episode happened. So anyway, this well, episode's no, that's, crazy. It's really interesting. So basically, also, we have Rogue who was being recruited by the X-Men initially, but Mystique tricked Rogue into thinking the X-Men were trying to beat the shit out of her because Mystique transformed into all the X-Men and beat the shit out of Rogue, basically, until Rogue came crying crying to Mystique, being like, oh, no, these people are trying to get me. Yeah, and Mystique is like, I'm your one true mom, and I'll never hurt you, and me and Destiny are going to take care of you forever. Yeah, but then she, like, continues to be mutually abusive towards her. And, like, so Rogue's with the Brotherhood. But she's been in the previous few episodes kind of spying on the X and be like, I'm not looking at you. I just happen to be here at the same I time. I just have and a then, little crush on you, but not yeah. really. But do I? Oh, I can't touch anybody. Oh, life is hard. <laughs> yeah. And so then she eventually helped the X-Men fight Fred Dukes. Yep. And they're like, why'd you help us? She's like, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> and Logan was like, just let it let her do whatever she's going to do. She's going to get over it. And everybody's like, OK, Mr. Logan, you're our teacher. I mean, it's really funny because I do feel like Logan, of all the characters in the X-Men, does understand Rogue the most within the X-Men. Yeah, I like Logan on this show, even though this is like such a softened, like, teacher Logan. I'm still, like, enjoying him on the show. Well, you know what's really funny? In the comic books, when Rogue and Logan first meet, there's a lot of trust issues between them because Logan's like, oh, he she used to run with the Brotherhood. Right. I don't know if I trust that. And then everyone's like, Logan, shut up. And then they <laughs> basically force Logan to start training Rogue. So he he is sort of the second sidekick he gets after Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. This is sort of the opposite of that in some ways on this show, where like, oh, right? No, I know. Other and they people don't do have that. trouble trusting Rogue, and Logan is the one who's like, "I used to be alone." Well, that's also. because later on in the comic books, like, basically, it wasn't even too long after he started training her that Logan and Rogue came to a really mutual understanding with each other because they just kind of. I don't know. I think they've lived very similar lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I feel like that makes sense. I-, I think like with Logan's weird PTSD issues with getting close to people, he can relate to Rogue even if not physically. And also being sort of on like the raw side of things yeah. frequently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like being used, which is something that Rogue has also experienced. Like they've both been used by people more powerful than them and had to be like, no, wait, yeah. I'm powerful too. And I can overcome this situation and get out of it. I mean, that's a pretty right. relatable thing for a lot of the mutants and it's just a nice story so yeah anyway it is it is and that brings us to this episode 
called Rogue Recruit. We're not too sure what happens in the episode, given the title. But if I had to take a guess, I think it's about Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. I think this episode's about Nightcrawler also, and I can't wait to find out more about well, him. Well, he's barely in this episode, but the moments that he has are fantastic. And they gay. are. Okay, yeah. Okay, so first things first, we get a keep out sign in front of a warehouse. Wait, this is, a, I, I just said this because it's Rogue Recruit. That's not the title of this episode. It's called Turn of the Rogue. I just, okay, I lied and I told you the wrong title of this episode. It's fine. Rogue is in the title. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry <sighs> okay. about it. That's because after all that shit with the notes, Maddie, I, have to, I actually opened up the Ron notes. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I'm cutting, I'm cutting all of this out. Do you want to just do all that no. over again? I, fine. No, I'm then good. I won't cut I'm it good. out. I've I'll got, leave it all just, in. Who cares? Who cares? No, you don't need to cut it. You can cut out the visa and the notes part because that was insane. <laughs> okay. You can, say, you can say that I cut out. I The reason I said the wrong title is because it was because I had the wrong notes open. Okay. And we could do backstory okay, in which now, we say. Now I may as well leave all of it in. Like, what is what is this? <laughs> what am I explaining? What am I not explaining? I like how unedited our show is, even though it's incredibly edited. <laughs> People don't know. It's it's the raw Ryan and Maddie it Myers. It really is. Okay, so basically, I I couldn't find my notes for this show. So basically, this episode's about Nightcrawler after all. We opened the wrong episode. No, that's a joke. It's about Rogue. It's still it's about, about Rogue. Rogue. It's Rogue Rogue. I just happened to I couldn't find my notes of this episode at the beginning, and then <laughs> and then I found them, closed them, then we started recording. And I had to find them again, but I didn't even open the right ones. So okay, so this episode's called Turn of the Road. Yeah, that's do the correct you name. have your correct notes? Yes, because it's story. It says Storm is undercover as a security guard. Okay, so obviously I left the rest of that absurd conversation in, but this next part I did cut out because it's me and Ryan debating with one another as to whether the security guard is Storm or not. Basically, all the kids are in a danger room simulation and they have to take out a couple security guards who look kind of like Storm and kind of like Logan, but we had to pause and rewatch the episode in order to debate whether or not it's actually Storm and Logan playing those parts or if it's just a simulation or what. We don't really come to the answer, but I'll pick it back up somewhere in there. I'm watching it. And so it's like a female security guard walks down. She does have extremely light blonde hair. And then Kitty Kitty gives her the knockout gas. She passes out. I know it's perimeter okay, secure. Wait, wait, wait. And now Spike is on the roof. Spike goes and takes out the other guy. Yeah, wait, but then the other dude looks like Logan with blonde hair. I think these are just LMDs of like bad LMDs of them, if I had to take a guess. Huh. Okay, anyway, getting back to the point here. So, okay, so we just quickly watched the episode and we can't decide if it's Storm or not or then or, Logan or afterwards. Logan, but I think I think your theory might be right. So to skip ahead, this is a danger room simulation, which was pretty obvious to me from the get-go because I was like, why would It Kitty... wasn't for me. I was like, what's happening? I, I thought it was danger room. So like pretty, we, sh- we see Kitty Pride taking out a security guard who looks like Storm, but like kind of not. And then we see Spike taking out a security guard who looks kind of like Logan, but like kind of not. And, With like, long hair, yeah. I don't know if it's them or not or if it's just like weird like a weird surreal i I mean we don't know because it turns out what xavier do is doing here is all absurd by the way whoever likes xavier on the show okay i'm sorry you're wrong okay 
I think that people who thought that Xavier was cool on this show should watch the show along with us. I genuinely think this because I think that they are probably people who watched it when they were a teenager like we were. And that's great. And they have their certain memories of what Xavier was like. And, you know, right, because they were also watching Patrick Stewart. They were watching Patrick Xavier. Stewart at the same time. They were having their own associations about authority figures and their lives who they trusted. I'm I totally understand it. I relate to it. I also liked Xavier when I was younger. And then when I was an adult, I look back on it and I'm like, Xavier's really fucked up. You're like, fuck this guy. Bagnita's like, better. Watching this show, like his behavior in this episode is crazy town. And like people, I just hope people are watching along with us because I, I think that they well, will be also, convinced. Well, but also Speed and Spike, yeah. he was terrible in that I too. Mean, I agree. And I, I just, I don't know. I think, I think probably our listeners will agree with us once we like make our case for this episode. But like, right. if it's really like top to bottom. Xavier feels like the villain of this show like it's he is crazy. i mean it really it, like, it's to the point where they had to make magneto mystique so intense because otherwise it would be clear that xavier was the villain yes and like otherwise all the characters would be leaving to be with mystique so they have to make mystique even worse in order to balance out how which bad is still xavier even is. when we see her do terrible shit in this it's still questionable i don't know okay so basically they're we have the sequence where they're all breaking it into this place and now we're at this point where Kurt teleports Cyclops into this compound of some kind, mm-hmm. a classic D-Men compound. <laughs> and they almost fall into a bunch of lasers, but are caught by Jean psychically, who's looking at them through a window. And she makes all these jokes about like, eh, who's eating more food? And I was like, okay, this is so high school, but whatever. It's so high school. But then also Kurt says that he's eating a cheeseburger for breakfast every single day, which is so funny. Like, okay, I, I, I mean, know I love it's it. a fat joke and I'm sick of that shit, but Kurt, the idea of Kurt eating a cheeseburger for breakfast is so funny that I'm just like, whatever like fine why aren't you like, eating... do you remember how he was eating a cheeseburger on his way to school like well we i mean that's a very high school thing to episode. do do you remember how many times we would go to school and we'd be like we're gonna eat our lunch for breakfast and nobody will know <laughs> i mean i ate so many cheeseburgers in high school i i think back on that time and i'm like I what was i even doing i was a not growing eating child enough food in high school i like i was bringing money okay first of all food was too expensive <laughs> okay, in high second school of and all, so... i would also eat like a chip witch for lunch or like i don't know like one of those <laughs> strawberry shortcake things from the vending machine those bars yeah like, i mean i did that too sometimes that i had an not... ice cream bar for food for the entire day yeah i mean i would do that but then i would also like eat a cheeseburger kurt style like i i mean that's, that's fair that's just that teenage energy it, for if you if it's anything like our school like our options were like a, a hard chicken patty or <laughs> they could make you a sandwich that had like literally a slice of turkey on it yeah, like those were our options, and then we had some frozen pizza that were like that they'd warm up and was still kind of cold. I think basically. it's like tradition for teenagers to just eat garbage, like, and I I feel like yeah. it it is I mean, realistic. I don't. I assume yeah. teenagers are still eating garbage. Teens who listen to the show can write in and let us know if you're eating garbage. Uh, listen, you're, you're, I, none of you are in school you are. right now because all of you are doing Zoom at home. But when you were in school, you can let us know what you were eating. <laughs> We'd love Fair. to hear okay. it. Anyway, I did find it really funny that like Kurt is on Cyclops's back in oh, like okay, wait, a wait, bear wait. hug during this the, scene. He's like completely wrapped around Scott. Adorable. He's like reaching down and like so sexy. grabbing Love Scott's Love this for crotch them. a little bit. And they kind of like eye each other a bunch in this. It's like, super it's really cute. Gay. I love them. It's so gay. Okay, but then also as they're falling down into the laser trip wires or whatever, 
Cyclops screams Jean and like the whole thing just came <laughs> off like some type of weird threesome between all of them where like Jean is like watching them and like, like telekinetically involved somehow and then like meanwhile Kurt and Cyclops are like doing something and I was just like I don't know what, what I'm watching but it's weirdly sexual and it feels like I shouldn't be watching it like it was funny <laughs> I'm crying oh my god okay so anyway they're trying to rescue somebody they think is Storm. They're covered in a cloak. Anyway, no, it's fine. Now the sexual scene has ended. Now we're down to the plot I mean, sort of. They're still like wrapped around each other, like making out and groping each other. And Jean's like like, trying to hold them up in the air. She's like, will you two please do the mission? And they're like, hold on, our mouths are full of cheeseburgers. This is just such a sexy, cool situation. We're like avoiding the lasers together. And now it's like, I don't know. Anyway, so they rescue Storm. (laughs) Can you imagine like, wait, who was outside? It was like Kitty and Spike and they're just staying there be like what the fuck are they doing in there (laughs) what is happening okay so they unmask storm and it turns out that it's rogue and rogue is like gotcha well first first cyclops blasts off the chains off of storm yes but misses yeah like he and kurt's like what the fuck you just need to open your eyes and look like what can't even aim his eyes (laughs) it's pretty funny but i i like the i that was part of how i was like oh it's clearly danger room because they're like joking around with each other and like wasting time and like not taking the mission seriously at all like you can kind of tell that like something's up here that's true and then so that's when storm turns out to be rogue which you said and i was really confused i was like what the fuck is happening yeah and then and then immediately after that Rogue grows Cyclops to take his powers. Yes. And Nightcrawler, he throws Nightcrawler off of him. And Cyclops is like, everyone stop the danger room simulation. And Xavier comes flying and he's like, you will never stop a simulation unless you are mortally wounded. And yeah, I, was like, I was like, whoa, Jesus Xavier. Christ, Xavier. Like, I mean, what the put, fuck? The one- <laughs> okay, can I just say that I quickly had to open up X-Men Apocalypse, the movie, the other day because I wanted Why? to look for a reference picture of Mystique and her because I thought she wore her actual costume at the end of that movie and she wears does she no she wears like a weird variation on it huh. but it's like in the last two minutes of the film that I hate when they're like Mystique leads the X Men now and oh I was like this is God, not true okay but about- Xavier Fuck, has them like, in the danger room all of that like I repressed no no that entire it's a, no it's so bad because Mystique's like now that you're X Men we have to train you like X Men and Xavier's like right so Xavier's like now that you're X Men here's your first lesson and he unleashes like eight sentences on them and he like the last shot is Xavier staring at them as the door closes and I'm like fuck this guy <laughs> and that's what I got when I was watching this episode I was like oh my god he's still doing this like what is his problem he just <laughs> loves torturing children he loves it more than I, yeah. anything else anyway I don't know so so anyway so Cyclops is like fuck this and Cyclops is like why the fuck is Rogue in this simulation yeah, and like, Xavier's like warn us or anything I know, Xavier's like head bopping he's just like simply the element is surprise expect it in every, every exercise no get to school and we're like <laughs> and Jean's like the fuck so the fact that he concludes this by being oh, here's what I wrote at the end of Z- here's what I wrote for Xavier's line element of surprise bitch it's part of life okay now everyone go to school because apparently I made you wake up at 4 a.m. for this shit i was like why were they awake so early like school starts so fucking early i remember i had to be at school at like 7 15 which is absurd i i left i had to wake up at school for school at 6 a.m. which was like late like i was like barely making it to school every day and Uh, i could barely get out of bed at 6 a.m. because i was a fucking teenager why are we sending people to school at 7 a.m. we don't even go to work that 
literally. I don't know, and it's terrible. But also, the X Men are waking up at four so they can work out. Like this is like kids who do crew or track or whatever. And they, they have to st- wake up like ridiculously up early all night. Yeah. Also, I, high school is terrible. Okay, but also, why is Xavier doing this to them? Like, train them after school. Like, why? Well, I mean, supposedly it's because there's a field trip happening after school, but I don't know. So <sighs> basically. They go, it goes straight to school and wait, no, cause that's not after school. It's during school. Yeah, it's during school. That That's so, okay. They're, they're at Bayville and like that guy that was Rodetsky, teaching. Yeah. Or whatever yeah, his name is. He was is. teaching the uh, Rogan Cyclops how to read books before. He's also in charge of the geology club. Apparently. He's also in charge of driving the buses. This yeah. school has one teacher. This school has two teachers and they're Mystique and this guy. And this guy is like <laughs> very overworked and stressed And then eventually out. Beast, I guess. I don't know. So... There, first of all, the guy's like, you can't bring your game toys on this. Uh, he says game toys, which is really funny. Yeah, because they can't, can't bring say game, game toys, toys on this trip. I know. And which then is literally, really funny. And then literally every student takes out a Game Boy out of their pocket and is like, damn it. I can't bring my fucking Game Boy. And it's like, okay, you know what's so really funny? It's like, I don't remember in high school everybody having Game Boys, to be you honest with you. You weren't allowed to. That, I, you yeah. weren't allowed to have stuff like that at school. Like, I do remember that because I remember people would put games on their graphing calculator because you were not allowed oh, yeah, to so have. I, I had Zelda on mine. I had. I did not have games on my graphing calculator until way later. I didn't until I mean, I was, that's the reason why I had a graphic calculator i mean my parents paid 80 bucks for this calculator that i did not use for schoolwork, and then i lost it that's fair i mean who needs them anyway it doesn't matter all of these children have game boys and they all yeah. wanted to play them on the bus and honestly and then, okay so why didn't he let them who fucking cares it's a bus ride i actually think the reason that joke was there was to kind of okay it, this is gonna sound crazy but i think that was a intentional joke because the next line is gene and scott talking about simulations so we had these kids huh. playing like a games, simulated game yeah. where they're going into an actual simulation like yeah, where their game is right. real life where they're I like i think that's remember what the metaphor how kids is play here. video games and like oh life is simulated yeah you could be right or it's just like a one-off joke about the fact that kids play video games who can i mean say? who knows but anyway so gene's basically talking to scott by themselves mm-hmm. and she's like it was just a simulation scott don't worry about it and scott's just like yeah, but if we're trying to convince Rogue to be our friend, why is Xavier making us fight robots of her? Yeah. And Jean's like, just ignore him. No one wants you to stop trying to get Rogue to be your friend. Yeah. And then we they walk by and we see Mystique, who just steps out of the shadows. Disguises a fucking column in the background. I know. And Mystique's just like, yeah. I'm going to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she looks at the camera and she's like, yeah, I'm a mutant. Two. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mink. Yeah. Anyway, so then it goes to Rogue training inside, and in it's actually pretty gym, badass. It is badass. She's like doing a bunch of martial arts until she like tires herself. She's doing some out. backflips. Yeah. It's pretty badass. I feel like this lends credence to my theory that I said in the first episode where we met Rogue, where like I was like about Destiny and Mystique were training Rogue to be such a good fighter because we see her like punching people and like right. being a fucking badass. So she's still being a badass in this scene because she's well, awesome. But I mean, like. Also, there is a line literally in this this episode where Cyclops is like, how'd you learn how to ride a snowmobile so well? And she's like, I'm mysterious or whatever she says. Well, yeah. I know because but then later on and I think in episode C, so three, not C, episode three. <laughs> a, B, 
C and D, the names of the episodes. Yeah, Rogue takes Logan's bike and he's like, you don't know how to drive this. She's like, I know how to ride. So clearly Mystique and Destiny have been training her how to use everything. Yeah, which is pretty badass. I mean, I don't even have, they don't even have access to a danger room like Xavier does and they're still training her to like be a fighter. I mean, it's terrifying. Like why do all the children have to fight on this fucking show? But (laughs) I don't know. It's fine. But Rogue Rogue sees Jean and Scott and she... I don't know. She gets jealous and angry at the same time and she shuts the blinds. Yeah. And the mystique like is the blinds herself and then the <laughs> blinds come down and she's again, like, and she's like, Hello. she's like, it was me mystique. <laughs> and rogue is like, what the fuck? And mystique is I like, mean, honestly, to be fair, Jean, okay. It's revealed in this episode that mystique's just everyone. I know that, like, there might not be any actual students in the school. They may all be mystique. Yeah. To be honest. It, there's no teachers. There's no students. It's just the X-Men and mystique. And it's like all a long con and rogue. Um, and so then yeah. uh, Mystique is like, Scott's never going to be your friend. You know that. And Rogue is like, who's Scott? I'm not interested in him. And Mystique's like, really? Have you forgotten how he and his friends attacked you? Uh, so abusive, by the way. Yeah. I mean, it's a lie also. Well, but Mystique's, Mystique's standing there like manipulating her to get her to do what she wants. Be like, don't forget how much these people hate you, which people in abusive relationships do all yeah, the time. Yeah, she's trying to isolate Rogue and get her to not trust anybody else other than her. And so then Mystique concludes that by being like, just this morning, I heard them discuss their simulated battle exercises with you as their target and rogue gets really freaked out by that is like why would they do that and mystique is like yeah it's scary and mystique is like i think it's time that you be reminded who your friends really are and then she like puts down a duffel bag and she's like enjoy the field trip dear it should be most enlightening and then uh we go back to the bus which is getting loaded up for the field trip and the teacher who they say his name like 60 times in the episode and every time I was like what and it's like Radowski Radatsky but like then also the way that it was spelled in the subtitles was like it was like spelled differently than how it sounded and I was like am I stupid anyway let's just call him (laughs) Radowski anyway he tells Gene and Scott that they have too many unexcused absences actually he's only talking to Gene here this confused me later like at first I thought he meant that both Gene and Scott couldn't go on the trip but right. only Gene ends up having to not go. But in right. any case, and Cyclops and Gene push back against this and they're like, our absences were approved. And if you just call Xavier and the teacher's like, no time, we already filled your spot, Gene. We'll clear all of this up when I get back. And Gene's angry. She's she like, is. what the fuck? Yeah. You know, because we have to assume that Gene's a pretty good student in this school. And she's very. Plus, this seems like one of those cool trips where there's probably going to be a sleepover involved and like, you know, students get. Any any time where there's a trip as a sleepover, it's like the coolest thing you could possibly imagine, you know? Like oh, yeah. that I'm sure Jean would have wanted to go to that. I mean, she's popular and cool. But anyway, doesn't right. matter. Rogue gets to go instead of Jean. Rogue That's gets to the go. big reveal. Like, What's happening? And so but first we get the scene that might be my favorite scene in the whole episode. It doesn't need to be here, by the way. But <laughs> it's like the scene where the Magneto scene and Xavier are so finally good. like so it's good. like you know everything that Maddie and I love about Xavier and Magneto's bullshit with each other? It is that, <laughs> is that? 100%. It just continues right on from X-Men the Animated Series. It reminds me so much of when Magneto broke into Xavier's house to tell him that he's like going to like go find his dead wife or something. It's like, and like that a, times a thousand because it's, it's just like, <laughs> both of them being petty bitches to each other. Like they're still exes. They're still mad at each other. It's like, I, my translation of it is that, okay, so Xavier's <laughs> sitting there and suddenly the windows blow open and they start 
smacking back and forth wildly because I guess these windows are made of metal. I don't know. Sure, sure. And they're like they're flying around. Xavier's wheelchair gets pulled to the windows because and it's made out of metal. Which, like Xavier, come on, have a plastic wheelchair. It's like as though Xavier's like, I guess I just have to wear my have my metal chair because my ex boyfriend. Magneto's also here, and he's like. I don't know. He he's here, but you don't see you don't him for the first him. like minute of this conversation because he's talking dramatically. I don't know where he's talking he's through a megaphone like through the trees. Out of frame, like yeah. And then he basically he shows up and he's like, "Hey, piece of shit, remember me? It's your ex. Maybe stop lying to your students, you piece of shit. Remember how we <laughs> broke up because you lied all the time? Yeah, you're still a piece of shit. Bye. It's like that's the whole scene. <laughs> it's so good. Like it's literally just Magneto flying up to the window. But there's to be like, like no like, Hey, liar. Are you? Still a big fat liar to your students constantly and Xavier's like I don't know what you're talking about Magneto's like yeah you do bitch you're lying to them every you're always lying day, just like you lied I to me asshole why they would ever like, trust you because you lie constantly and all you know how to do is lie and Xavier's like I don't I don't know what you're talking about and like Magneto's gone it's amazing it's also like true like it's it's so true because this whole episode is about the fact that xavier did not fucking tell the teenagers that mystique was I mean, in charge of why the scene is here but it's really funny that they had magneto finally it's like it's they're just back on their bullshit already they it's were they're like so they're great. like i'm still mad at you and remind you that i'm mad at you not because i care about you or anything it's like, <laughs> it's like it's definitely over by the way i didn't come all the way here just to like see if you were over me or not i'm over you in case you were wondering <laughs> it's like okay thanks. oh my god it was just really funny because i was like what the fuck is happening yeah anyway so, so it goes back to <laughs> that's the last we see of that by the way yeah, and we, <laughs> so for, we'll at go- least for that moment we don't know what it is that um xavier's lying to the kids about although you and i know we know that he's okay, lying but about like, even at the end of the episode it's not even fully revealed what else he's lying to them about because because he's basically at the end of the episode we'll, we'll get there okay, but he's we'll all, there. basically like I'll try to stop lying but I have more lies to tell you and we're like what the hell is the moral of this episode I don't know the moral of the episode is no one should trust Xavier and like maybe yeah, they really. should trust Mystique like, because she's probably guy. gonna try to kill you but she won't lie about it Mystique or- is manipulative okay but I do feel like Mystique we get to see a little bit of why Mystique is the way she is and we'll get there because yeah. it's it's done well so I, but let's go back to this field trip and yeah. so this this teacher is driving the bus why now. Is he is he like a thousand the bus? Times. Why? <laughs> I don't know okay. this so, is like the most manic episode we've ever recorded I don't know why I know. and the bus is, is skidding around because they're like in a snowstorm and he's like if you guys don't shut up I'm gonna turn around because it's getting too snowy yeah like, and okay. the kids are like yeah fresh powder because they're all snowboarders apparently I was just like what I, is, I mean I don't even know and so then then of course the bus does start to skid off this cliffside, by the way, that has no railing. Okay, and like all the children almost die in this scene. I was where like, Where are they? Where the fuck is Bayville in comparison to where they are now? They went from like the middle of New York to, upstate. I don't know, Mount well, Everest. I'm assuming that Bayville is in upstate New York and you can get some pretty crazy blizzards there. I mean, you can get crazy blizzards here. That is absolutely but true. I, but it's just I like, don't, I think your point is though, why are they driving on a cliff side? That I can't well, explain. I think, <laughs> I think also like what season is this? Cause I thought it was like, 
but like I, I don't know because they were walking up to the bus and they had long sleeves and stuff on so i guess it must have been wintertime sort of but everything was green this is but one like, of the inconsistencies in, on like, this show canada a like full i don't know like, suddenly they've, I don't know. they've just driven all the way the fuck up to like canada and it's just in the cliffs I I, yeah you're right so anyway like this bus is skidding and cyclops opens a window while everyone's screaming and shoots eye beans out to, how do they does. not see this by the way i i don't know how they saw this, this is like when spider-man jumps out the window and that avengers movie yes like, of the bus what is happening yeah and I'm it's like, like what just... how did he get out but somehow nobody was looking at cyclops while he did this which peter's friend like at least caused a distraction oh, you're right that, so. in this one nobody does that cyclops is just using his eye beams to move snow but I don't know around what he does he like which wouldn't that melt the snow but even then he just moves the snow a little bit and that's enough to stop this bus from flying off the side of the cliff i don't know how any of this works i genuinely do it not shouldn't understand have worked. it was kind of like the writers realized they had put themselves in a corner because because like both Rogue and Cyclops don't have the correct powers to like Well, help. none of them do. None no one no mutants on this bus have the correct powers to actually no help. No mutants on this show right now unless Rogue gets her super strength. Well, I mean, well, actually, if Fred, no, if Fred was, was there. there. Fred was the only one that could have saved them and he's not there. It turns out Fred is the only person with a useful fucking power on this show. Not that the show even <laughs> appreciates like, him, ironic but whatever. because they treat him like shit on this they show. They do. You know what? Jean also could have helped. I'll give her that credit. Yeah, she okay, Jean, Jean and Fred. Yeah. I'll give it to them. But anyway, neither of them are there. So then we got a dramatic commercial break and then we come back and like once Scott <laughs> saves like, the bus... We're like, did all the children die? Yeah, they didn't die. Once Scott saves the bus, he turns to Rogue who smiles at him and then we kind of have this moment of like, oh, okay, maybe they're like going to be friends. And the teacher's like, is everybody okay? And everybody's like, yeah. And then the teacher's like, who wants to get out and push? And then for some reason, Rogue stands up and is like, Mr. Radowski, why not take our snowmobiles to the cave and wait out the weather yeah. there? And all the students are like, yeah. And they're like <laughs> so excited to sleep in a cave. And I was like. Even though they all just almost died. Why? I mean, I think it's like that weird teenage immortality thing where like you're just excited. And I was like, I yeah, guess I, I mean, would feel I that way if I were that. a kid. I miss I miss being a teenager and just being able to do shit and not worry about it. Because, like, you don't have the fear of death in your heart. At least these kids don't. Um, they think they're invincible. They do. But so now we have Rogue and Cyclops. By the way, Cyclops has... What's his name on his... Uh, Paul. Paul. Okay, so Paul's on the snowmobile with him. Paul has the same voice as Cyclops. <laughs> and then Rogue's got this, like, valley girl that's also Kitty on their her bike. I, I, it's really interesting how little voice actors they had on the show so all the voice actors were just doing additional voices yeah they really like uh tried to film this sh first season as affordably as possible and they I, that's what i thought about when i was watching this i was like it's a lot of the same voices but they're doing what they can mm -hmm. so anyway rogue who is it rogue's like want to go for a race and cyclops is like yeah like, and this teenage karen's <laughs> i know this teenage karen's like no racing and they race anyway <laughs> yeah and then and then the they start like racing wildly dangerous by the way so like rogue is a little daredevil she's like leaping over cliffs on the snowmobile and like the girl in the back well, so of the is bike cyclops, is like oh though. no and then cyclops is also doing it and paul is like oh and like everybody's it kind of reminds me of like the snowmobile, the snowmobile scene from Resident Evil Six, where you're just <laughs> racing endlessly for no reason, and there's like cliff sides dropping around. Yeah, you, that's exactly what's happening here. And then Rogue, I don't even know if she tries to intentionally push Cyclops off the cliff or if she just tries to knock him off balance. Unclear. But like that's what it looks like. Yeah. And then that guy goes, "Dude, that girl is so wiggy," which I thought was really funny. I think he says "freaky," but I couldn't tell. I don't I think thought I, he said "wiggy." You could be right. Okay. I don't know. But whatever. And then Cyclops is like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. So then they catch up and Rogue's like, no trophies for second place. 
And Cyclops is like, how does Southern Gal like you have learned to handle a snowmobile? And Rosa's like, let's just say I'm full of surprises, sugar, winks. Like all sexily. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then it cuts to Wolverine. <laughs> This following scene. up with whatever like Wolverine's like I noticed your ex came by what the <laughs> fuck was that about <laughs> and Xavier's like oh you know Magneto's just fucking accusing me of lying again and Logan's like okay but you are lying specifically about the fact that Mystique is the children's principal and I was like holy shit they're acknowledging this <laughs> I know that's what I was like hold on wait he does know yes and it's like and Xavier's like well I can't tell them because they're supposed to look up to the person that's the principal in her school and I can't tell them that it's also Mystique and it's like dude why <laughs> and Logan is <laughs> like look if there's anything those kids are used to doing it's keeping their cool and keeping their secrets yeah because they're so he's like it's like they're already used to keeping the secret that they're gay from everybody yeah so, and Xavier's whatever. like I don't know. And Logan's like, can we please just fucking tell them because it's getting I, I insane. <laughs> this is insane. And then, okay, by the way, Storm comes in and- And Jean. So this show, this show- I know. D- is fantastic in so many ways and the way they handle the characters and dialogue and queer metaphors. They do such a good job. Storm is the only part of this show that I really can't stand because Storm has two lines in this episode. I know. The first one is right now in which she yells, a storm's coming. (laughs) And then later on she says, I'm a weather witch. And I'm like, did they just like not do any research on Storm at all? Like, I don't, I don't like it. I just don't. I don't either. I love Storm so much. And I was thinking about how many times Storm gets to be the overpowered goddess that she is in X-Men TAS. And then on this show, she like doesn't do anything. She can move some wind around, you know, she can like, I know, stand I know. in the background. But also, and I really, I had, I like my theory that I came up with today in which I think the reason this storm is like this is because X-Men 2000 had just come out and it was so popular. And like the way that that storm was written in X-Men 2000 and like in the live action movies generally is terrible. Like we are not the first people to point that out. Like she barely gets to do anything. So I feel like it's following in lieu of that because we also have characters like Toad and Sabretooth here for no real reason and Mystique. And like, you know, it's just, it's a very strange mix of characters that clearly was being asked to be used on this show. Or they just were like, these are the characters that people will know. Yeah. I mean, maybe they thought it would be weird or like stealing the kids' thunder if Storm was too powerful because like this is mostly a show about the teenagers. They should have just made Storm a teenager. I still stand by that. Like if you don't, if you feel like it's weird for one of the adults to be saving the day constantly, like Storm being as powerful as she is canonically, then make her a teenager and make her really powerful. Like I really, I the only the only fault I have of this show is how they handle Storm on this. I also think Wolverine could have been aged down a little bit and been like one of the older kids on the show and they could have just had the show the school run by Xavier and Moira I would have been I would think that would work you know yeah or yeah I don't know or just not there's no universe where they don't have Wolverine there because he had become the most popular character like in the world at this point like there's no way you don't have (laughs) Wolverine honestly yes he was so popular during this time period like it was out of control. I mean, when he got his first movie, everyone was so excited, including us, to go and see it. And we know how we that don't shit talk show about went. That. So we don't talk about. Well, that. we that talk about happened. ourselves going to theater <laughs> and whatever. Anyway, so uh, by the way, I found an ad in old in an old comic book from that time oh, period. God. 
for X-Men Origins Wolverine or Yeah, but it was like when they were still doing gut still doing got milk ads, so it's Wolverine <laughs> with the milk mustache yes! on his face. So I framed that instantly and put it in my kitchen. Okay, I that's found this like last week. Perfect. So. I love that. I know. I'm really glad you so did anyway. that. Anyway, Storm walks in and she's like, There's a blizzard. And then Jean yeah. talks for the rest of the scene. At least Jean is good on this show. I'll give it that's that true. much. That's that's an upgrade. Um so Jean is like the geology club went on a field trip up there this morning, and Xavier's like, Weren't you supposed to go? And Jean's like, Yeah, but then I found out that dark home deep six me at the last minute to make room for her little rogue and then xavier's, yeah, which like, xavier's like rogue you're uh, right uh, trouble's brewing still doesn't tell them what's happening by the way this is the episode where they just start calling rogue rogue constantly and it's never acknowledged like everybody calls her rogue Nobody acknowledges the fact that she doesn't have a yeah. name other than Rogue. We just all act like that's her name. Like skunk girl over here. I don't know. It's it's crazy. It's just like we skipped a step where Rogue is like, I'm going to start going by Rogue because everybody calls me that anyway. And I'm rogue I'm into like, it, it's sugar. Like they just forgot to have that happen. Do you think right here, Xavier did explain to at least Jean and Storm no, what was happening with Mystique? Because at the end of the episode, oh, right, because Jean's Jean really gets angry. really mad at him. So I think that Xavier okay. still doesn't tell them fucking anything. I think oh he doesn't and, what do an asshole. anything here. Okay, whatever. Okay, so the students are now in a cave and their teacher is like trying to teach them about caves and they say something about how like particular rock is like a mutated rock and I was like, okay, I see what we're doing here. And Rogue looks <laughs> bored and she's like climbing into a tunnel somewhere and Cyclops is like, wait, what? Yeah. And Cyclops walks out, he finds this beautiful waterfall but like almost steps off and falls into a ravine and kills himself. <laughs> I know! Because like Why? he didn't open his eyes. Why? Casual. Just casually. Typical Cyclops. Casually almost fucking dying and then Rogue shows yeah. up behind him and she's like, hey, why the fuck did you follow me here? What do you want from me? And Scott is like, I don't want anything except maybe your friendship. And Rogue goes, no, what I want, the truth. Am I a target for you and your ex-freaks? And then Scott goes, oh. Like, I know, and I was like, Scott, don't tell her. What the hell? He panics because he's actually terrible at being a secret agent and is like yeah, 14 I mean, really. years old. Um, And Rogue is like, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? I know all about your battle simulation, the one where I'm the enemy. And then she like turns and walks away. And then Scott has a ter another terrible answer for her here where he's like, Rogue, it's complicated. We never tried to hurt you. You've been lied to. Look, we want you with us. And I'm like, Scott, you're none of that really you're, you're helped anything. This. But also, like, I don't know what he could have said there. And I'm sort of like, I think it's well written because I think this is how teenagers would talk in this situation. I know. And Cyclops is also not great at communication anyway. It's just I'm laughing. That's at never him, been a strong but I don't, suit. It's not that I think it's unrealistic. Like, I think it's well written, like teen awkwardness. You know what I mean? Yeah. I liked that part oh, I of agree. it. Um, and Rogue is like, sorry, not interested and she keeps walking and then paul walks in and he's like everything all right radowski's looking for you and rogue is like oh paul here's your friend i bet you'd never practice fighting him and then paul suddenly turns into principal dark home and then mystique and is like i know i'm afraid you'd lose that bet rogue i know mystique's <laughs> like standing there and she's like she turns into Paul. Well, Paul turns into Dark Principal Darko. She's like, hello, Scott. Are you surprised to see me? And then she turns into Mystique. Or me? And Cyclops is like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck is happening? I, even I'm like, Mystique, why are you giving away all your secrets of all these people? And even I'm surprised. I'm like, wait, was Mystique Paul this whole time? And I was like, 
yeah, Ryan started DMing me being like, wait, did Paul ever really exist? And I'm like, Ryan, I think he did. Like, I think. I don't know, but I, we don't ever see him again on the show, you right? You also so were like, like, is Paul dead now? Did Mystique Paul? Like, you were getting like really fucking dark with it. And I was like, dude, I don't. I mean, I don't to be think fair, so. Mystique's just sitting there with like, Doo-doo-doo. hello, Scott, it's me. Doo-doo-doo. Also me. Doo-doo-doo. And me. And Cyclops was like, why was all my friends Mystique? And Mystique's like, you have no friends. <laughs> Rogue is just in the background, like, get used to it. Like, this is every day for me. Like, this is just my life. And Scott is, like, crying in the foreground, like, ah, I don't have any friends. And Mystique's like, this is something Professor Xavier neglected to tell you, that I'm your principal and your enemy. (laughs) Nice of him, wasn't it? You have no idea what he's been hiding from you. Let me fill you in. You X-Men are nothing but puppets for Charles Xavier. And I was like, true, true. Yep. I was like, yeah, she's just 100% accurate so far on this model. And then she's like so anyway because you're a puppet of xavier i just have to kill you yeah. so she pushes him off the cliff and i was like wait wow why does she do that yeah like i was telling you i feel like it would make more sense motivation wise if she w- was like so since xavier was lying to you you should come be part of my club because i'm not gonna lie to you of yeah. course that's also a lie because it's mystique and she lies to people too but see so. i i think mystique tried to kill him because she just for some reason decided to reveal all of her identities to cyclops and she's like well if this as it goes south he's gonna run back and tell charles about all this but it turns but out charles, charles already knows. knows and i think mystique knows that charles knows so really i don't i think mystique and magneto know that and they thought it was really funny and stupid that xavier was lying to his kids and not telling them that Mystique and Magneto were like in charge of the school basically. And I don't even know. So anyway, Rogue's like, why the fuck did you do that? And Mystique's like, I'm only protecting you, my dear, from his lies, which is such a Mystique yeah. Like abusive mother I know, type where of situation. She's like, I'm protecting she's like, you. He only wants to hurt you, just like Charles Xavier and all the X Men. Like, basically, Mystique's doing that thing, and she's like, I'm protecting you. I have saved you. She's trying to make herself look like the savior, being yes. like, Oh, I saved you. Do you see? Like, I saved you from this person that was going to really try and hurt you. Yeah. Although Scott definitely wasn't going to hurt her. I don't know. Right. It's but then sad. Rogue's like, But what about Paul? And Mystique's like, well, let's just say he missed the bus. And I'm like, what happened to Paul? Yeah, Ryan interpreted that as Paul is dead. And every time Paul shows up on the show, we're going to assume it's Mystique from right. now so, on. And then Mystique turns back into Paul and she's like, now let's go break the tragic news to the others. And Rogue's like, fuck that. And yes. she grabs Mystique's hand with her bare hand. So now yeah. they're skitch to skitch. And she screams the whole, your powers are mine. And your memories are mine. Which <laughs> seemed like it was annoying, but it's actually because to a child, they'd have to explain why we're now seeing all these cutscenes from the previous episodes. Yep, yep. Which at first I was like, are we seriously going to do a flashback to explain Rogue's powers all fucking over again? But the reason we do this flashback is because these are the memories that Rogue is absorbing and she is absorbing the memories of Mystique impersonating the X-Men and physically attacking her. And like... That's so fucked up. And she's like, wow, cool. My mom was beating me and like lying to me about it. That's, I mean, that's a lot to take in. Right it there. is. It's a fuckload of bullshit. <laughs> and Rogue is like, OK, cool. So- <laughs> I know. She, so immediately she's like, I'm sorry, Scott. And she sees him hanging off a cliff. Yeah. Luckily, Scott isn't dead. Like he easily could have died. Here. I'm like, how did yeah, he, how did he not like dislocate both shoulders grabbing onto the cliffside like that is I'm my question. I'm pretty sure he did because he's useless for the entire rest of the episode. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Cyclops is the damsel in distress yeah, in this episode. Yeah, I like that too. So Scott is, is a little princess and Rogue leaps. She turns into Mystique briefly and then leaps down to save him. And Scott has right. that moment of being like, oh no, is it Mystique? And then it's Rogue. But it's like, she's like, I'm so sorry. I, I now know who she really is. But then Cyclops is like, uh, well, Mystique's dropping a boulder on the both <laughs> yeah, of us like, now. Yeah, like Indiana 
Jones style. They have to like leap out of the way of a huge fucking boulder. Yeah. And they both dodge it and then they fall into the ravine. Luckily, there's water at the bottom, so they wouldn't have died, I guess. And then there's like a bunch of techno music playing for basically the entire rest of the episode. It's really cool sounding, <laughs> um, but it's very 90s. Um, and so then the water has a current because there's a fucking waterfall, another waterfall that they're both about there's to like fall down. There's like 12 waterfalls I know, in this cavern. This cavern is huge and it's full of waterfalls. And so Scott is like, hang on Sounds to like me. Sounds like a resort to me. It does. It's beautiful. And then they fall over the waterfall. Scott grabs a ledge. They climb up the ledge. And then they go back out of the cave again onto this like bridge this like rock bridge that's very like legend of zelda i don't even know yeah like, oh, this whole i mean thing I wrote, feels that's like funny a you wrote level. zelda i wrote icy legend mario brothers yeah. it's kind of all that it's very it's a nintendo game of some kind choose choose right. your and, and there's like more water beneath them and yeah. it's it's like they're really up high like they will die if this thing crumbles or if they fall at the side and rogue's like scott scott just listen just hang on you're going to be okay and then she looks over the edge she goes oh man we're totally going to die which, which I, I thought liked, was yeah. actually really funny it that she funny. said that and Scott goes thanks for the pep talk and then Rogue is kind of like shivering thanks and Scott is like Rogue thanks you saved my life and Rogue goes I owed it to you Mystique had me pretty mixed up her mind's a tortured mess that is an important line yeah you know it's sad. it makes us as the viewers wonder like what's what the in there? fuck happened to Mystique that made her so like tortured and fucked up because like the, the the fact that she uses the term tortured instead of like oh sure her mind's a jumbled mess she's like no she was tortured like whatever happened to her as a mutant growing up the way that she grew up was not good like yeah you know that's basically the impression we get there. that's a very compassionate read i i feel like mystique is so evil on this show that it's very hard to be compassionate towards her and, well, and i stand well, by what see, i said i think the reason they've written her that way is because she'd be too sympathetic like there's so many reasons to sympathize yeah. with somebody like Mystique. I know because even, but even later on, like in season four, Nightcrawler's questioning why Mystique was so angry. You right. Know? And it's like Xavier doesn't seem trustworthy, especially in this episode. Like he lied to them and it's not really clear why he lied to them and like what his game is. He was like, whatever. Yeah. You and know. like Mystique, I don't know. So I, it's interesting. I, I feel like my own headcanon is like, is mis what's with mystique and xavier's beef with each other what's with magneto and xavier's beef like there must be more to this situation with the adults than we'll ever know and they're certainly not letting the kids in on it and they're forcing the kids right. to be pawns in whatever fight they're having with each other and like that's fucked up no matter what but it doesn't really matter because like the kids are mixed up in this and like they're the right. ones who are the victims here and that's uh, yeah sad. i mean and it's true because even part of that line that Rogue continues with is she says i saw enough of I saw enough to know that you're not my enemy and that she didn't care or love me. And Scott's yeah. like, well, I think she probably does. And it's sometimes hard to understand adults because they never seem to trust us and they like treat us like shit. And I then thought he passes that was out. so was like, sad. What? Yeah. Well, but I think that is to, I think that's sort of validating. I think that is the lesson of the episode. Like you were asking before, like what's the lesson? And I do oh, think yeah, the no. ending is like extremely fucked up and we can get there. But the part of it that stuck with me and was the reason why I liked the episode was the line from Scott where he's like, sometimes it's really hard to trust, to understand adults. They never seem to trust us. I was like, that's kind of the lesson of this show. But also I feel like it's, we're getting a view here on like, Cyclops and his relationship with Xavier. Yeah, you know? exactly. And like how fucked up that is. And even Scott is like questioning that and being like, maybe I should just trust 
other kids. Like, maybe the adults in my life are wrong. I mean, yeah, because at the beginning of this episode, Scott clearly was not happy that they were fighting a robot of somebody they yes. were trying to save. And Xavier's like, it's whatever. Up. Like, why did yeah. that happen? Like, they shouldn't have been fighting Rogue in the simulation. Whatever. I don't know. It's time for Xavier to, like, die. Anyway, so <laughs> Rogue's like, don't pass out. And Mystique was looking at them. She gives an annoyed sigh. Yep. And then... We see the blackbird flying out in the distance and there's a ton of snow. Logan's like, there's too much snow. Sprinkle some sunshine. And Storm has her second line of the whole episode where she says she's a weather witch and not a snowplow. I was mad at this because I was like, Storm should be able to instantly get rid of the blizzard. Like, yeah, I know. That's what I said too. Issue. I was like, what? So meantime, well, Mystique's turning into a wolf and she's jumping around like it's a Skyrim now. And then... <laughs> Rogue recognizes it's Mystique because of the Instantly, eyes or something. Yeah. I she don't even know. And she's trying Mystique. to drag Cyclops across this like cliffside thing and it's crumbling beneath them. But also like Mystique isn't really attacking them when she's the wolf. It's kind of like she doesn't actually want to hurt them. She's just like standing there growling at them and like doesn't come closer. It's sort of well, interesting. I think, I think she's trying to scare Rogue off so she can kill Cyclops and then get Rogue. I don't know. And so then Xavier's like, Scott, Scott, I can't reach my butt boy. He's hurt. And Logan's <laughs> like, how are we going to find him? And then Cyclops wakes up. And he's like, the X-Men are coming. And Rogue's like, great. But like, how the fuck are they going to find us? And Cyclops so is like, I don't know. And so Rogue comes up with this great idea she, where she takes off Cyclops' sunglasses and says, open your eyes now and he does that and Logan sees the blast and it's like a flare gun basically yeah yeah I mean it's pretty smart well I like Rogue's been trained to survive right so unlike Cyclops who's like I guess we're just gonna die and Rogue is like can yeah, you I open mean, it's your like, fucking eyes <laughs> yeah Rogue's like we have shit around us and then and then Mystique's attaching them and Rogue's like let me tell you something teach don't mess with the Rogue and Rogue blasts Mystique off the ledge somehow I don't even remember how she does oh wait because she takes she takes Cyclops', Cyclops powers. powers yeah yeah and then blasts her off the edge and she turns into like an eagle. Yeah, and flies And then the away. blackbird shows up at it. I, there's this really comical moment where Logan's scraping his claws in front of eagle and be like, give it up, Mystique, or you'll be tangling with the Wolverine. And, and the I was eagle like, just flies away. It's funny. And I was like, what? All right, anyway, so the ground <laughs> is still breaking. Logan jumps down and grabs the both of them and they get them inside the blackbird when their storm instantly tends to Cyclops. And we have that great conversation here that I really like. I like it too. Uh, with Logan and Rogue. So Rogue is like huddled up in the back of the blackbird like by herself, like looking really scared. And Logan walks up yeah. to her and he's like, what's your allegiance, kid? Us or them? And Rogue goes, if I don't say you, will I get thrown out of this jet? And Logan just presses the button to shut the door to the plane. And he's like, nope, not our style. We've either earned your trust by now or we haven't. And Rogue just looks at Storm and then back at Logan and she goes, you. And then Logan like gives her a little smile and like a handshake and is like, welcome to the X-Men. And it's like, I don't it's know. A good I really scene. like There's a lot I have to lines. say about that, but I have to follow it up that they say that and Xavier does like an evil smirk up yeah, front. Yeah, what the fuck does his, Xavier's <laughs> facial expression mean? I was like, fuck you, man. Like, you don't get to make any type <laughs> of know, face. really. Like, but whatever. I do, the reason why I like that particular scene is because it's telling to show that rogue has clearly been just been treated like shit and abused and she's like if i don't do what i'm told to do by you you're just gonna like beat the shit out of me right or you're gonna kick me out because i'm a gay kid yeah and logan's like no we're not gonna do any of that yeah like you can ride with us but also you don't have to be an x-men if you don't want to be it's like the most agency rogue has ever actually been given in her life is in this moment yeah and i was so glad it was logan who got to have the conversation with her because like xavier would have fucked it up like 
he would have yeah. been terrible. And I was like, at least it's I mean, Logan. he already is terrible. It's not going to be. We already know that he is. So whatever. whatever. I don't know. I was just really glad that Logan and Ro got to have their little moment because it's like. Me too. I don't know. It, it I works. love them. It works. And then so we go back to the X mansion for probably our other favorite scene where all the X men are pissed off at Xavier for yeah. lying to them. Oh my god. And this is like crazy. So, so first Jean, of all, Jean's like Jean is the one who kicks it off, pissed off at Xavier and is like, it's the same as lying to us. We had a right to know who our principal really was, and everybody's shouting like agreement with Jean. And yeah. Kurt is like, Yeah, what did you think we were gonna do? Go after her? And Spike is like, Man, we know better. She wants to play like nothing's going down, so can we. And Kitty's like, it's like we were playing with fire and we didn't even know it. And Xavier just like kind of takes it all in and like doesn't fucking respond. I know. Well, he, he decides that like Rogue has to make and the decision. And he just turns what? to Rogue and he's like, what about you, Rogue? And Rogue looks up and is like, it's not my place. And then Kitty's like, sure it is. You're part of the family now. And Evan's like, yeah, girl, tell us what you think. And Rogue- by the way, when Spike says, yeah, girl, I was like, Spike's so gay. He's like, yeah, girl. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think they're trying to do like an AV thing where he's like, yeah, girl. But like, it does come off like he's like, I, yeah, well, girl. I mean, after like Pietro and him kept fucking in the last episode, you know, it's really hard to follow I up and tell me that him. he's straight. I, I like Evan a lot. I just like him. Anyway, so Rogue goes, well, I think no. I've learned that honesty is very important between people you care about. At least it is to me. And Xavier. Oh, my God. Xavier, I I wrote down what he said. I will just read it. So Xavier goes, you're right. All of you. And then he turns to Logan, who shrugs as if to say, I told you so. And then Xavier turns back to the teenagers, (laughs) who's like, I must apologize for keeping this secret from you. But please understand there are many challenges in your future. Secrets. Elements of surprise. Some you're ready to deal with, some you're not. In the future, I'll try to do better in knowing which is which. Like, what? What is this fucking answer? Like, basically, Xavier's like, I guess I will try to not lie to all of you, but But really, it's too hard hard. because none of you know how hard the future is going to be, and you don't even know what other secrets are lies I'm lying to you about right now in this very moment. And I was like, Fuck you, dude. Yeah, like he's literally like, yeah, this was a tough one for everyone, but mostly me. And that sense that I, like, I can't decide you. whether or not to lie to you every day. And that's going to continue, by the way. And like, this is right after Rogue just said that, like, she basically just came out of an abusive situation with abusive parents who lied to her and abused her. And she's like, I've learned one thing from this experience and that it's that I need trust and honesty in order to feel safe. And Xavier's <laughs> like, well, you're not going to get it here at all. <laughs> so welcome back to hell because I don't give a shit and I'm, I'm going to decide what is and isn't okay. Like, what the and then Scott like, stands off, up and turns to the camera and he's like, thanks, professor. We're all in this together. It's nice to know we've all got something to learn. That's what makes us X-Men. And I was like, Scott, why what? are you saying this? So I think his little like we've all got something to learn thing was supposed to be like, wow, well, like Xavier's learning something from this, too. And like he kind of apologized, which he didn't apologize. <laughs> he didn't. It was bad. I mean, he was just, he was like he's like, I'm sorry for lying to you and I'll try harder to not lie, but I'm just going to do it anyway. And we're like, <laughs> like what? I mean, I guess that's technically an apology. Like he did start out by being I, that's like, that's not anything. That's like I a don't, statement. I don't know. Like, I feel like if someone talks to you this way, 
you should consider it a red flag. Like if somebody's like, sorry that I lied to you that time, but like, I just didn't think you could handle the truth. And also there's a lot of other things I've been lying to you about that I can't reveal to you. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Um, I mean, sweet. I've been in like a couple of bad abusive relationships and yeah, that is how, what they say. Yeah. It's like, like what the fuck? I don't know. Xavier's a terrible guardian to everyone. And like the fact that Scott interprets this as like, I guess we're even now like Xavier apologized to lying for us about our principal for like, like our entire lives or however long they've been going this fucking school. Like, I don't know. It was upsetting. And it was also really sad to me because it's like rogue has just escaped from this terrible abusive situation. And she's just, back into one again like she's I, well, back yeah. with xavier now and we're supposed to think I that's mean, a good thing i at least logan is there to yeah. be like i'm going to interfere and storm, storm I is mean, there i mean storm is kind of like a cardboard cutout of storm in this show but like you know she's not true. evil at least she's at least like a good person so that's i know something. can you imagine it's like storm what do you think it's and then like they tap her she just falls over because it's just, just like a flat over. she's like out to lunch you know <laughs> yeah storm is is gone storm is not not with <laughs> us anymore but logan is there and logan i feel like is an actual good guardian at least from what we've seen so far hopefully like that continues but i don't know as long as i can get over the fact that eventually i guess he's gonna date gene like if i just remove that piece of information it's from like my brain, i don't know but she's like getting older as the episodes go on and it's like i don't, I don't know i, know they I don't, don't know how i know to that feel doesn't happen on this show and i've just had to like in my head just be like okay like this is an alternate universe like this is a situation where logan is never going to date any of these characters because he's a Which different is weird. age why would we take this one character that does date everyone and make him <laughs> like this ad- adult and make everyone else them, but underage. still has the sexual tension there like, I, because it's 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 a fucking fan fiction like i don't know it, I, I mean don't... it really is but i remember like when this came out on fanfiction.net everybody was all about the logan adult pairing with kurt and I was like, what? That's really awkward. You know, I was looking up a bunch of fan fiction pairings on this show just because I was like, I want to know what kind of stuff people were writing. And there wasn't nearly as much um, Scott Summers and Kurt Wagner fic as I thought there should be. I mean, there, there were was a bunch. Some. But... There was some. And there was definitely some Spike and Quicksilver f- fan fictions. So people right. understand the pairings but the, What was matter. the one that you found the most of? Um, I would have to look Kurt it up and again. Toad? Oh, right. It was Kurt and Toad. <laughs> and I was like, why is Kurt and Toad such a strong pairing? And you were like, they both jump around. And I was like, is that really it? <laughs> I mean, they, they have a rivalry that like kind of increases in the next couple seasons where they're both like, we're bouncy and we're always trying to root you. And Kurt's like, you're always trying to ruin my life. And I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, there's also a lot of Scott and Gene fan fiction, which is like sort of the boring canon pairing. But I can totally yeah. understand how like teenagers at the time period were writing Scott and Gene fic. I mean, God knows I shipped it at the time because I, I was mean, also like, honest with you like outside of this i don't know what's what happens i know like boom boom and magba get super intense with each other so we'll see we'll we'll decide what the pairings are as we always do on the mutant ages mm-hmm. so that what 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 are your thoughts about this episode and what do you rate it oh i have to rate the episode um i'm gonna give it a four i actually really yeah. enjoyed this episode i wouldn't say That's it's a five at. because it's got like a couple issues i'm like at a 4.5 out of five so I'm it's with you. really good i really liked it and most Me of the too. issues that i had were like issues with xavier as a person like i don't know but then like, that's still just good writing you it know is, what i mean it is good writing it is good writing i'm really i'm hoping again that people are watching along with us because i i feel certain that our listeners at least are going to agree with us that this behavior from xavier is like horrible abusive i I mean it's bad no matter how you slice it 
but he's just being an asshole. He's being an asshole. But I really liked Scott and Rogue's relationship, friendship in this. I thought it was cool. I really just like Rogue in this period that, and them. how she comes to fighting back against somebody that is abusing her and lying to her. And then when she figures that out, she's like, I'm out. You yeah, know what I mean? I really liked that. And I thought like Kurt's moments with Scott at the beginning were cute. I liked Logan and Rogue. I didn't like that Storm is getting sidelined, but I'm just going to have to get used to the fact that the show doesn't see Storm as a person. It's part of why I'm giving it a four instead of a five. Um, and yep, then that's kind oh, of a big thing. The fucking Magneto scene, amazing, loved it. Okay, loved that's every like that's ten out of ten. That part, Let's that scene, that scene is five out of five X's. If we were just reading I mean, that scene. Oh, I know. And I just love that they're back on their I bullshit. You know, it. I'm so glad they're back. I feels like they watched X-Men TAS and they were like, we got to keep the energy of Magneto randomly showing up at Xavier's study and like being a little <laughs> sassy bitch and then and leaving. Like, making the paperclips move around. Making the paperclips move around, but this time in Xavier's study instead of in Mystique's office. And yeah, it's just great. Um, I really enjoyed it. I liked the random ass snowmobile race and the teacher being exasperated in the background. Like there were just some fun touches in this episode. I mean, I felt like it was a good episode. I thought thought it did a good job of having rogue make her turn to the x-men and i think what's really important is that wolverine allows her to make that decision and offers them a safe offers her a safe place to go without putting the constraint of being like you have to do it do this for us or we're going to kick you out kind of thing which Mm -hmm. seems to be what rogue has been facing her whole life base you know yeah i mean it's kind of undone by the fact that xavier exists but i'm I don't know. We'll see how it goes in the in the future episodes because clearly we don't remember anything. Well, maybe Xavier's just gonna like fall off a cliff or something. Maybe Xavier does know. fall off a cliff. Maybe Xavier just has an aneurysm suddenly. Who can say? Who can say what happens? We don't know. Uh, we got to do who's gay. The Right out Kurt of the and gate, Scott loving makes it. Makes me want to go and like find read a blue boyfriend about them right now. <laughs> oh god, I you know what's really funny is that before this episode and I was watching it what today, like all this week, it, I don't know what prompted it. It was like something I read somewhere, like some comic where it's like go. I'm going through that phase again where I think Nightcrawler's really sexy, and so I was like, <laughs> of course, now there's a really gay scene with him and Cyclops, and I'm just all like all hot about it you know yeah so. you gotta look up some good fan fictions you know some i guess some so. Kurt slash wolverine in the modern day x-men since that's, that's true. one of your fave ships i mean but like let's i mean i've always i've always kind of advocated for Kurt being like a sexy like mutant boy so mm-hmm. oh you know what it was because katie and i were talking about on warcraft alley which is our other podcast where katie and i reread our x-men fan fictions including that we wrote some when we were very teenagers. sexual fan fiction. well okay well my, my self-oriented character has sex with like the entire x cast of the x-men who's surprised and gargoyles yeah. i know it's crazy. But like that I was talking to Katie about it. I was like, I'm like, it would make sense this, that this alien dude would find Nightcrawler attractive because he wouldn't even like think anything's abnormal about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But also like you, human being Ryan Pagella, think Nightcrawler's attractive. And you know what? Maybe it's because he is. But so do many people do, though. It's like, I don't know. It's something about his character and his charm, you know, and that tale, I guess. Between this and your crush on Beast, I look forward to you dating a guy and then trying to convince him to cover himself in blue makeup. <laughs> I think that's going to be really more cute. like. 
<laughs> more like on this on the show alone, we've gone through like all the X-Men. I've had crushes on all of them. So really what it is is that I don't really care what you look like as long as you are like a good person, you know? Yeah. Clearly you care more about personality and also being a mutant. Those are those are things yeah. you care about. So who's yeah, gay? Those are the requirements. It's Ryan Pagella. That's who's gay on this episode. <laughs> and on this episode of Wolverine we'll Dates Ryan. Oh my god, it's been a while since we we've have had one not of those, done so. one of those in a while. I think it's gonna happen on the comic book. So you know Oh, that's exciting. Um so I wanted to also shout out Xavier and Magneto though, because that's Oh yeah. I like how I almost forgot about that. So gay. I mean, I know they're exes and I know they hate each other, and I don't even think they're going to have like anything that would approach a relationship on this show. Whereas in X-Men TAS, it did feel like they were like getting back together occasionally on this show. I don't know if they ever do, but I still would consider it gay. Who knows? That like Magneto shows up at his house and is just like being so mean for no reason. Like, why? I like he just banes the windows around and he's like being dramatic about it. He's like, I know you're lying to your children. Because and we're like, oh, to okay. me he's like, when we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's true. Um. Anyway plugs okay here we go so anyway this was an episode did you enjoy it hope you enjoyed it <laughs> i like i'm like did you enjoy the episode if you did please write you can in do at the mutant ages at gmail.com and tell us how much you enjoyed the app yeah do that and let me look up all the other ways that you can contact us so you can go to the mutantages.com or mutantages.com. Either one of them will work. And you can scroll on down, check out that bar on the right-hand side, and you will find so many ways to contact us. We have an email address that I just said. We have a Discord server that you can join where you can chat with other Mutant Ages fans, X-Men fans, hang out, shoot the shit. And there's a Discord invite link over at mutantages.com. And we also have a voicemail been a while since somebody called it but you can leave us a voicemail any old time at 1-508-319-1668 and last but not least we have a p.o box it's p.o box 3344 natick massachusetts 01760 so please send us some physical mail why not yeah we're gonna we'll be doing a opening of that pretty soon mm-hmm. so which you can see on our youtube channel which is the mutant ages dot wait it's just the mutant ages on youtube That's there's right. no dot com there's no dot com but you can go to the you can go to the mutant ages on youtube see all the f- wonderful videos we post up there which includes clips from this show to the actual cartoons it can be parody videos that maddie and i make sometimes they're flashback videos to old home videos especially x-men videos we made when we were children uh, we have all sorts of fun stuff up there. Sometimes we do Resident Evil shit because we have other obsessions and that's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and cu- currently we're playing through every single video game, every X-Men video game. And we're in the we Game Gear saga right now. So Yeah, we're playing some Game Gear games. Would you say those games are good, Ryan? What do you think about them? They're games. <laughs> for sure. They're games and there's with three the X-Men of them for the in Game them. Gear. That's, that's yeah, for sure. And all three games aren't identical at all. Yeah, but we tell jokes. We play the games. We tell jokes and we learn how to play the games as we're going. I and mean, it's, fun. it's more like we sit there and we're like, where the fuck do we go now? Yeah. And I don't know. It's great. But we're enjoying it. It's We're having a good time. So and Speaking of having a good time, we also have every social media known to man and we're that the mutant ages on every single one of those places. I'm talking Twitter. I'm talking Facebook. Facebook. I'm talking Pinterest. I'm talking Tumblr. Instagram, you name it. Oh, we got it. And we are also individually at those places. I am at Mitty Myers on Twitter and Instagram. How about you? I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and I'm at Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. And I have my own YouTube channel yes, just you also do. underneath my name, Ryan Pagella, where I post videography and vlogs and all sorts of fun things. And I'll probably be doing some more stuff because I, I kind of am going through this phase where I'm like, 
maybe you should pour, post like just basic stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Like I like to make it look like you know you can see what we do, what we're like when we're not performing all the time. Mm-hmm. So just regular day to day life of Ryan Pagella. But yeah, this is Ryan trying to cook. That's always a a comical <laughs> video to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, so you can check that out. Yeah. Also, really important, if you want to support the Mutant Ages, we have a store. We do have a store. We have a store on Teespring, and you can get a shirt with Bishop telling you that time travel is real. You can also get shirts with the Mutant Ages logo or mugs or, you know, phone cases. Or whatever you want. Or a mask. If you want to wear a cool mask to the grocery store and just tell everybody that time travel is real, you can do that now. Or that you you could just have it say the mutant ages and you can embrace that. Pretty fucking cool. So I, I hope people will check out that Teespring store. That is also a link that you can find at mutantages.com on the right hand side is a link to our store. Damn straight. And if you have already purchased your time travel is real shirt and you're like, I just want to support the mutant ages even more. And who doesn't? You should consider going to patreon.com slash the mutant ages. And you should consider kicking us a buck or two. There's some pretty cool rewards. You can get the songs I record for these shows. You can like get bonus episodes, behind the scenes stuff, notes from the episodes, aim locks between me and Ryan, pictures of our X-Men parties when we were in high school. (laughs) Good shit. Behind the scenes of our lives, basically. Yes. And our highest tier Patreon supporters get a shout out on the show. Give it to me. And those are Soren B. Sugar and Samuel B. A cute little Hannah Dumplin. Oh, no. Is the announcer turning into Mystique? I don't know. That doesn't really work. I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's, oh, I was just doing Rogue. I but know. it'd be funny if it was like, I started off as like, I'm Storm B, and it was me, Samuel B. <laughs> and it's Mr. Sinister suddenly? I don't know. I mean, I don't know how else to be like Mystique. I'm not a lady, so. Yeah. But neither is Mystique sometimes. It's true. So, so just in saying. a way, any one of us could be Mystique at any time. That's true. That's and if you can't support show. us on Patreon, you can also leave us reviews on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the show on. And if you don't want to leave a review, leaving a star rating helps increase our visibility so more people can find the show. And tell your friends if you enjoy this show. Please, please tell your friends about this incredibly gay X-Men show because yeah. uh, we've been telling our friends and the only person Ryan knows is Wolverine. So like, there's not really anybody else to tell. Well, I mean, I know all of the X-Men. That's true, but they already listen. That's true. They're also already my friends and like, they're just telling me their experiences firsthand and then I come do the show. I'm like, did you hear what Wolverine did last week? And Wolverine's like, stop telling me about my past. Wait, what is my past? My, my memories. memories. Anyway, so next week we're watching the episode Spike Cam. Can't wait. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Call me Wolverine. Oh, wait, you're banning Kurt. Let me in on that. The mutant ages.